1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon says everyone at Celtic wants to finish the season on the park If possible, UEFA meet tomorrow Potentially giving the SPFL the green light to end the campaign in the top flight And Auchinleck Talbot win the junior title Despite sitting third with nine games in hand I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this evening is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah, what are we on, day 30? <laughs> I've no idea Of the lockdown, listen a lot calmer, I think, uh, Gordon, and this time last week, you know, we just came on air and uh, the news came through that uh, Dundee had finally voted and gone from a no vote to a yes vote and that uh, all hell broke loose uh, on the phone and for the next two hours after. It might be a wee bit quiet tonight, but certainly the issues that we were facing last Wednesday night are still rumbling on and not being resolved to satisfaction and what has managed to come out of that too is the fact that uh, there is a working committee 15 people I find that a large number to be honest uh, looking uh, into to league reconstruction and that as well bizarrely as you've mentioned a great wee story plenty to talk about in terms of the way all the junior leagues have been called to yeah, I mean, I feel a bit like Captain Kirk here's Captain's log, start date, whatever date it is, and then, and then you know, try and see what's happening in the world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gordon, for, for our point of view, um, there, there is always stories there. As you said, the the, the, the junior um, game tonight brought brought uh, another contentious decision, should we say, uh, for people to debate. Uh, and I think just the, the whole principle of it and how that works, um, as far as, um, you know, the, the top league is concerned, obviously still to be decided, and I know Neil Lennon had a, a few points to put on that today uh, 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight So give us a call Let us know what's on your mind I know we don't have live football But everyone's looking for that football fix So let us know what's on your mind With regards to ending the season And league reconstruction And everything else that's going on And if you would rather tweet Then we're at Clyde SSB As the guys say The junior leagues have called a halt They've given out titles in Fairly interesting, controversial circumstances So if you're a junior fan, we'll do that after 7 o'clock Make sure uh, you do get in touch on that one it's, it's funny you brought that up, Mark I had forgotten it was exactly a week ago You're right, when, when Dundee eventually cast the vote Did they vote, did they not, when did they vote, did they change it, etc, etc We've all been there they, 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 they cast their vote last Wednesday, finally mm-hmm. um, And as much as we've We've kind of moved on And that we've set up A reconstruction group As you say And UEFA have given Further guidance Such as the complexity Of this problem Are are we actually Any closer To, to finding an outcome um, Not well The the, the, the leagues have been decided uh, in, in terms of championship sure. League 1 and League 2 Relegation has been decided Partick Thistle and Srinra The only thing that's going to stop that Is, is, is reconstruction Um have we moved on from Rangers calling for an, an independent inquiry? No, we've not. Hearts have joined that. I think Aberdeen have maybe put their names to that too. And I still think that's hanging over Scottish football. Maybe not quite the elephant in the room because it has been spoken about. But it has to be addressed. Um, the Rangers have a smoking gun. Do they? We don't know. I think Rangers have... I, I thought if Rangers were going to do it, the perfect moment to do it was... The Sunday, Monday, Tuesday after they, they they put the statements out calling for the suspension of um, Rod McKenzie and of Neil Doncaster because the window was yet to stop that vote and then Dundee voted Wednesday this time last week. So listen, I think Rangers Rangers clearly have something, but do they have an actual smoking gun? I'm not so sure, but they might have. But it, it just 
why, why? I know why they're waiting, but I still think they should they should get it out there. And, you know? and like I said, Jim, about the the multifaceted nature of, of this problem, a, a reconstruction debate is one of those never-ending, headache-inducing debates. Anyway, and we're having it now in the middle of this because we have to. So. You know, there's a lot of work to be done on a number of fronts. Yeah, it comes up almost as often as old firm going to England, doesn't it? You know, and you tend to find that uh, every time there's a, there's an issue in Scottish football, we, we go back to this same scenario again of of, of reconstruction. You know, I, I've already you know made my, my point uh, in the sense of I think that I think we've got good leagues, we've got competitive leagues. I think that the, the you know there was that was entertaining. I, I don't see the need for changing it. I also don't think Scotland's big enough. For another two clubs to come in to uh, to earn me at minimum two clubs, it could be more if if they extend the leagues and all these things. So uh, you know, for me, you know, I look at England and there's was there ninety two league clubs or whatever, and but I've got a population approximately ten times ours when we've got you know over forty clubs now. You know, so I, I just don't get it. I don't think we're a big enough country. I don't have big enough support. <laughs> Uh, and also, as I said, financially, the whole thing, we don't have any sponsors for major leagues. You know, at this moment in time, we won't have any supporters being able to, to get through the gates. So I just don't see why we're trying to put more, uh, uh, you know, in, into this rather than, listen, so, okay, we're not happy about everything that's happened this year. A lot of people, you know, would you know, totally, as I said, to understand that. But to, just to change the leagues, to me, again, is just baffling at times, you know, really just to try and keep some people happy to keep hearts and party thistle and, yeah. and, and by the way both clubs have got an outstanding case you can't fault yeah. them for wanting to, to do it but is it right for Scottish football for the sake of two clubs should the two clubs be be really certain party thistle no, it, it's absolutely for me it's disgusting that party thistle have been relegated mm-hmm. and it's disgusting that hearts could be on the verge mm-hmm. of the same thing I, I, it's just for me it's not acceptable that said do, do, do two wrongs make a right? So do you restructure the whole of Scottish football to suit Hearts and Party? I don't really think you do that either. You know, yeah. that's, that's that's the same point as I make. Yeah. I, I don't agree with the uh, you know the relegations, but that, listen, that's been decided from the Championship down. So therefore, we have to accept that. That that's fine. Again, we go back to that democratic <laughs> situation, Gordon, where you know eighty one percent of whatever it is voted. So therefore, we have to accept it, whether we agree with it or not. The top leagues are still waiting to find out. And obviously UEFA is it tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mark. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're having yep, that, yeah. that meeting tomorrow and that might give us some sort of guidance and and how long they give um, the, the, mm-hmm. the the Premier League um, you know, to, to, to make that decision. Right, get your calls in nice and early. 01419511025 on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Neil Lennon says everyone at Celtic wants to finish the season on the park if possible. If we go back and play the games, you know, I think we'll have to underline that. I think every one of the club players, myself, my backroom staff, fans, want to play the games. Whether that can be achieved or not is another thing. Um, but, you know, they're the ones who have lost out the most, really, um, in terms of the opportunity to play in front of the supporters. You know, we were going for nine in a row. We were going for another, you know, quadruple trip. Um, and it's... Uh, I feel so sorry for them, you know, at this stage in terms of football and sense of view. Hopefully that can be, you know, lit up again. You know, at some stage we can start it up again. But if not, then we'll have to wait and see what happens and what the outcomes of that's going to be. You know, listening to Nicholas Sturgeon yesterday, you know, that was, you know, a bit discouraging, you know, about mass gatherings. And, um, you know, we've, we've got a mandate for the 10th of June to, at the minute where we can sort of maybe start back in, in training and in, in groups of 
more than ten, maybe. But um, at the minute, it's all up in the air. And everyone's hanging their hopes. I feel on on this UEFA meeting tomorrow, Jim, as if we're going to finish the meeting at five o'clock, and by five past five, we'll know exactly where we go from here, and we'll, we'll make decisions. But UEFA keep making the same noises. They they keep saying that. They want to play to a finish They would recommend you play to a finish There's talk today of um, You know Having domestic campaigns finished By the end of July For this festival of football In August Where the Europa League And the Champions League Is able to be brought to a close Brilliant Sounds good What if What if at government level You're not able to do it I mean And this is the problem UEFA is trying to come up With a football solution For 55 different countries Who may come out of lockdown At different times Um the Netherlands last night confirming no football at all until September. Mm-hmm. So, how does all this fit together? Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, we don't know. Are we going to have clarity, or are we going to be more confused? The likelihood is we're going to be more confused, <laughs> Gordon. And and that that's just the nature of it. Is exactly what you said. There's so many um, different aspects to to. To discuss, I mean, it's not just UEFA. It's not a footballing decision. With the best one in the world, they might think, yeah, okay. We want this season finished and we want the, the, the major tournaments finished as well and play them, as you said, in August. But each uh, country uh, will, will determine how and how much they allow and how quickly they allow, you know, after lockdown to gradually get back to normality. By, by the sounds of it, our country seems as if it's going to be longer, you know, in terms of very, very slow, um, you know, um, to, to get back to that. But you know, in other countries, you see, have, have, have maybe not get the same, um, you know, the, the, the same the same aspect as we have, or as you say, the the, the uh, progression has been quicker, or the the the, the peak is already hit, you know they've already mm-hmm. had the peak and so on and so forth. So listen, I mean, there's so many things to to, to you know for each country to go on. But like I said, Neil Lennon there, he's saying the, the team Celtic want to play the games. They they've got an unbelievable opportunity. To win a t- to have four to win a quadruple treble, which is incredible for any level of football. He doesn't want that taken away from his players, absolutely. But we need some sort of guidance. That's not going to happen. I don't think tomorrow, and I don't think it's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines at Clyde SSB on Twitter. John's in Cranhill first up tonight. Hi, John. How you doing? Not bad. How are you? Hey, nervous. Why are you nervous? <laughs> Okay, I don't know, mate. First time on radio. Oh, right. I thought you meant about life at the moment. I feel <laughs> no, a bit no, better no, now no, that no, oh, no, it's chance, just the phone yeah. call. Oh, that's nothing. No, that's uh, fine. We'll look after you. Call, yeah. Be gentle. Thank you. <laughs> What's on your Thank mind you. then with regards to this I web just, of problems we've got? This web of problems, right? There's tons of them. You think about it, right? There's no chance football is going to ever come back until easily next year. Easily next year. They're not going to the pubs until next year. So there's no way football is going to come back. Next man on my mind. Which is probably right off it. Stevie Gerrard's probably quite happy that football's actually stopped for Rangers because he'd probably been sacked. Because there's no way in Rangers with, with any chance of catching us. But basically going for, as you said, a, a super quadruple yet again. And it's all been stopped. Celtic quite easily would have took everything. And Stevie Gerrard would probably been back in at Liverpool by this time. Well, next year. Well, well, this year. There's quite a few assumptions in there. I think you can you, you, you can you can talk about one without the other. Celtic were probably going to win the title. They had a very good chance of of winning the the, the Scottish Cup as well. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't. The, the, the same chances Aberdeen, Hearts, and Hibs. 
Well, you, yeah. well, you would say more of a chance, wouldn't you? In terms of they would be favourites. That, I think yeah, that's where everyone comes from. Bottom line, they're in the semi-finals, and, and all, all teams have got an equal chance. Um, but I mean, I, it, I, know, I know what you're saying in terms of the quality. But I think we'll, uh, I think we'll get John to replace Dominic Rab and uh, Nicola Sturgeon because he's telling us here that all pubs are closed know, for a year. Football's no starting uh, for a year, sure. so uh, he might be right. Aye. What, all pubs are closing yeah. for a year? No, until the end of the year, I think he was saying. End of the year, the end, end of the year. End right? of the it year. might be, but no one's, no one's confirmed it's it. It's all guesswork. Right now, everything is, is is guesswork. I think football, as we know it, in terms of crowds being back in, and even then, I'm, I'm not saying full houses, but you know, getting close to, as we know it, October at the earliest, and even that's sounding ambitious. Um, now, every Wednesday night, we've been on since lockdown started, we... With Jim and yourself, Gordon, and I think well, certainly Jim and I have agreed. Try to keep going as long as we can to get the games played. I think they can be played now. I'm starting to believe that this season's a write-off. This season's a write-off. I, I can't. So, see so it in, in terms of this time last week, the three of us were here, and, and you mm-hmm. thought we could still play the games, and now you don't. Yeah. yeah? I, and I, what, I just, what's changed in the last week? Is it the just, government just, statement the, yeah, on Monday? Just, just, just the way, just the direction that the that the UK is heading in um, just now. And I know again, we don't need to rush into anything until the middle of May. We've still got at least three weeks because the guidelines are don't go back to train until June eighth or June the tenth or football deal yeah. kind of thing. So again, I wouldn't rush. I'm not saying let's make a decision, but the more I look at it now, I just I can't see it being feasible um, to allow football um, to start back even behind closed doors. So, um, and that really disappoints me because I want the season to, to to be played out for sure. So, I think we're looking at um, who knows what EFA is going to say, but in terms of the 2020 2021 season, I think we're probably looking at it starting at some point. Maybe we need to look at September before it starts and absolutely behind closed doors to, to get it kicked off. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, again, everyone's got their ideas of what happens. Perhaps the next season has to be a shorter season. You know, you have to play half the games, you know, and and, and, and that just has to be the, the way, you know, so whether that starts, as you say, at the end of the year, the beginning of next year. But then the question would be, do you, do you damage two seasons rather than just damaging one, if yeah, that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, you do. But yeah. what, what I'm saying is because we'll of the circumstances, sure. there is not, there's nothing yeah. really you can do about it. If you manage to finish a season, I mean... We Matt says as weeks pass, as each week passes, it becomes more unlikely that the the this season can be completed. But as I said, until such times as you know there's a definitive answer, then I think we still hold out some sort of hope that it can be played. I know the English Premier League were talking about again, um, you know, playing behind closed doors and things like that. And I know that we heard Neil Lennon saying there that um, you know. Obviously, the first minister Nicholas Sturgeon said that she's not that keen on. On he said, "Listen, that, that, that's fine. I mean, th- these are political decisions that we we've got nothing to do with. But as far as football is concerned, listen, every team wants the, the this season to be completed. And I said, but I think particularly Celtic in the sense of how strong a position they're in. But you know, Stephen Gerrard was never going to be sacked, regardless. If, if Celtic won the league, he's not he's not going to he's not going to be be sacked. John Stephen Gerrard was definitely well, like, maybe with twenty one uh, points. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just don't I think mean, so I, I don't think so And again that's, Might, might have again, gone on To win the Europa League John Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Wait a minute I can see uh, Angels flying well, well, Whilst yeah. we're discussing Everything yeah. that was still possible What, what did you say John A 21 point gap yeah, if, uh, if, if it had if, if, if Got bigger won, obviously You know Can win all the games I mean, just oh, going, right. Listen It can go the other way I mean it could be A four point gap But listen this the, the, the bottom line is You know From Celtic's point of view You're a Celtic fan John You know Your team I think Is going to be 
if 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 it does if the season finishes now, I think it's go, it's going to be really harsh to hit because they've got an opportunity again to to we've already made history in the sense of the the but to have that quadruple treble, I think would have been something unbelievably special. Uh, as I said, and that that will we Celtic will be denied the opportunity. Well, d- d- to d- d- I think that. they'll play it. No, I think they'll find a way to play the Scottish Cup. Do you think so? Yes, they'll find a way to play the the, the Scottish Cup with the the, the obligations so that the SFA have got, and it's the SFA's flagship. Mm. Tournament, so because of the fact that you get two semi finals and a final, I think they'll find a way sometime in 2020 no. to play the, the, the final so that there's a winner. And well, it gives Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts, have the chance of winning a trophy, and it's the, the national um, association's flagship tournament. So, so, so you I believe think they, they could play some, the final behind closed doors at the national cup? Thing. Something I think mm-hmm. that you know, it's something that, that they, 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 could, they could look at, but certainly at some point in 2020, providing. We get some form of football back The the Scottish Cup will be played Okay thank you very much John and Cranhill Painless John That was the first time We'll have you back John Another John Is in Parkhead He's a Rangers fan this time What's on your mind John? Hi Gordon It's Mark and John How's it going? Hi John Just first of all I mean just a Just a big fight To all the NHS people On the front line I mean what a job they've done I mean Yeah well said John Well said Just a couple of points Yeah I was listening to also the Neil Lennon interview mm-hmm. at the start of the show and Neil Lennon came out and said he would love to go in and win the, win the, win the league on the part-time lot and the, the, the quadruple and, but see if, you, see if you go back to four or five weeks ago and sadly when this pandemic came about and I always remember the church and clock what an interview he says this is not about football this is about people's lives and in the same day Neil Lennon came out and says that the title rules doesn't matter what happens because at that time there's a wee rumour about or the Northern Boy thing was going about and he stated no no the title doesn't matter what happens the title was rules and all of a sudden he's changed his tune so what has happened is somebody maybe said to him what you said that what you said four or five weeks ago was wrong well I don't think that's a a change of tune at all I remember it as well You know we played it on the show The question was put to Neil Lennon in the ve- I think it was the very first day of all this It was on the Friday It was the Friday the yeah, day That so the Old Firm game was announced so, It was Stockton so, so, And so the question, Celtic still had their presser You know the question was Something along the lines of If the season was called What would happen? And Neil Lennon said We would be champions yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know if th- That's not the same issue is it? He's, he's saying they want to play it on the pitch I don't know You can clear it up for John maybe no, I think that, I think um, John, to me, I don't, I don't really see what the the point. Is. Listen, you know, we, we understand that that there is a lot more important things in football. We, 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 no one denies that. You, you come on at the very start and praise the NHS. We totally understand. You know, the the people are really important in life just now. Are not footballers, not football managers, not stuff. There, this is this is a, this is a, a, something that you know we miss. But it's not not the important thing in life just now. The, the important people are the the, the people you mentioned. Uh, and, and and everyone that can help us uh, keep healthy, but and from a just from a, a purely football perspective, then I don't see what Neil Lennon said. He's saying, "Listen, we, we want to we want to try and complete the season and try and achieve something, um, you know, uh, remarkable." And so I don't I don't quite get what your what your concern is with that. Come back in just a second. What I was trying to make I was trying to make the comparisons. You look at the guys doing south. You're, you're, you're being called many, many, 
that's all I want to say. Only the second mm-hmm. point yeah. is your first the first call is talking about uh, about receiving Jerry get the side. But let's put it let's put the shoe in the other feet. I'm a Rangers fan as you know, and I still think we can win the league. So why are the Rangers they go to win the league and Celtic get knocked out the Scottish Cup, but they'll let them get the bump. Yeah. I don't know yeah. Is the answer <laughs> Maybe Yes Anyone want to give it a go We were always going to get To this stage eventually I, We've done I'm quite not. well To fend this off Over the last few weeks Without football Look I didn't agree with John The first caller's point About Stephen Gerrard I don't agree with it And I don't agree with, with John's other point the, the, the current John Saying that, that John that 1 and John be, 2 Yeah it could be It could be Neil um, Lennon What I do agree with John on And I've said consistently if you are Rangers, whether you're a board member, Stephen Gerrard, or a player, or a supporter like John, you should not concede the title this season. If you're a Rangers player, Stephen Gerrard, and you don't believe that you can win every game between now and the end of the season, which is nine games, I think, Gordon, 27 points. If you don't believe that, you shouldn't be the manager of Rangers and you shouldn't be playing for Rangers. What Rangers can't control is Celtic dropping four or five points elsewhere to try and get Rangers the, the title. But certainly, I agree with John. Nothing should be um, conceded because you should believe that you're able to win every game. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thanks to John one and John two callers with other names are more than welcome. We'll get some travel with Stephen, and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, tackling compensation claims for more than forty years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy's here, Mark Guidi alongside him, taking your calls on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And we've had so many thanks a lot for all the reconstruction suggestions that are coming in. Some of them, Jim, have been far fetched, shall we say? We've had some really adventurous ones. Uh, over not for any budge, is it? Oh, no, <laughs> it's not. Uh, Mrs. Budge has not been in touch yet. Um, but so many different suggestions. And for instance, Stephen Ray's sent one into me tonight. He's put a lot of thought into it. This is a lovely document here with different options and. Uh, all sorts of permutations on it It's quite long But I'll, I'll sort of skim through it and, and see what road you think We might be going down He's gone 14 teams okay. 38 fixtures So he's gone The top 7 So fixtures are drawn Based on the previous season standings He says A top 7 and a bottom 7 They play The top 7 play each other 4 times 2 home 2 away The top 7 play the bottom 7 twice So that leads to 14 games Mm-hmm. Uh, so your 24 plus your 14 takes you up to 38 Fixture spread equally across the 38 match season No split 13 and 14 relegated to the championship With a playoff place uh, for position 12 And obviously in that then there is, there's no split No split nah, see, You need to find a way to keep the split I, like, I think really so. like the split And the split is part of the reason why Sky have gone big as well With, with the money, it's excitement and There's playoffs um, and I, But I... I you know, uh, well, that's me going to contrary. I like his idea. The top seven play four in the top, but but the I think we need to find a format that because no. the, the bigger crowds and the bigger clubs big are yeah. generally the, the top teams. Generally, yeah. so therefore their their supporter base would be something that they would they so, would lose out significantly nah. if they don't have an extra game. So they would get one home game yeah. against the top. Yeah, they lose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lose one. Yeah, yeah. We need, already, the split. we need the split You've already sort of stated your case You don't think we need reconstruction nope. But uh, nope. let, let's sort of assume it's, it's happening yeah, it's Or, or, or like assume that we're yeah. certainly having the conversation mm-hmm. is, is, it, is it just going to be 14 teams? Are we going to do the Are we going to do the closest thing to what we've got? Is, is that what makes yeah, sense? Yeah, I mean as, as Mark says the, 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 I mean, if we, Again we all have this hypothetical in the sense of the broadcasting right? But if 
if it's uh, still as it is, then then they're going to want you know four four games, you know four four matches for yeah. uh, Edinburgh derbies, you know so on and so forth. So you know uh, they're, they're going to want as many big matches as they possibly can. They're not going to put an extra six. They're not going to make it sixteen or or eighteen because then it's, it's only two matches, and I, I I don't think that's going to happen. So I think fourteen, to me, seven and seven. Probably eight and six, you know, maybe the bottom six of the, mm-hmm. the playoffs and the top eight, you know, maybe something like that. Even if it's seven and seven and one is a free week, you know, mm-hmm. you might have something like that. But I, I think that it's more likely mm-hmm. to be an eight, eight and a six. Yeah, loads one, of... one way or the other, top six and yeah, a bottom yeah. eight or a top eight and a bottom six. Uh, Mark Thomas has got a question for you. He's asking, did the Scottish Cup winners not obtain a Euro spot? How would that work if you then play the final at a later date, i.e. after the new league starts? And <laughs> that's just another problem we've got, isn't it? Oh, that that's something that they, they would need to um, sort out. I, the Scottish Cup was that back again. The Scottish yeah, you won the Scottish Cup. You get a you get a crack at the Europa League. I mean, obviously, um, if Celtic were to go on and win yeah, it, 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 it would the, go the to the fourth team in the league. Yeah, because the runners the, up the, the cup yeah, don't get it. The fourth yeah. team in the Premiership. Um, listen, that that's something that would need to be discussed um, at, at boardroom level to see which clubs you, you want to nominate. But all I'm saying was it. She just some vote, stage vote on it. Probably just yeah, vote on it and just see what happens. Twenty. It would need to go to the, the, the team in the league. We just need to revert the back to team. the league mm. position. Yeah, to sort that one out. All right, Tommy's in Greenock. Hi, Tommy. How you doing, guys? Not too bad. How are you? Hi, all right. Also, we've been listening to to. Your, your panel over the last few weeks and obviously other radio shows are always talking about how we can finish our league and stuff like that but I think what we're all agreed on is I'm not going to probably see any football a real football till maybe December maybe a wee bit later what I want to ask is how are clubs going to survive till then because obviously you have no you have very limited season tickets I would think I don't think anybody's going to sport I want to know what's happening sponsorship you'll not have a lot of boardrooms on the side of the park or uh, team kit sponsorships of that player sales who's going to buy players when they don't know when they're going to play football. Um, obviously, people are relying on the government furlough scheme, but that's not going to be a lot of that. And you can see that with getting withdrawn after maybe a few months. Um, and more important, I think some people say, but we all know football is not important, but it is how you're earning a living at it. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a very important point, something I'm going to get onto in a second, actually. I'll elaborate on that. But what about Tommy's point? Because I feel like we we started off. With the the financial well being of the clubs was the sort of main thing, you know, it, it was at the forefront of everyone's mind. But because now we've we've come up against different things with reconstruction and ending leagues, and there's a bit more squabbling going on, which is understandable. Um, how how are clubs surviving, Jim? And how are they going yeah. to survive if, like Tommy says, football as we knew it, mm-hmm. punters through the the gates doesn't happen this year? That's right. No, I mean it's going to be extremely difficult. I mean Tommy's right. I mean so the the furlough um, situations now will run out in June. Um, most players' contracts obviously run out in June, so therefore the players will be paid if up until that point, and then only the ones who are financially. Sustainable, you know, who are and that's very, very few clubs in Scotland, believe me, very few will then be able to say to their players, Listen, we will then continue this. Um, you know, obviously, some of the top clubs have got players on longer contracts, so they, they will either have to be honoured um, and have to find the money from somewhere. But they kind of, let's just say, most of the champion clubs and in, in, in down from there will find it very, very difficult unless they've got players on contracts. I don't see them signing anybody, mm. so I think there'll literally be hundreds of players. Waiting yeah, to g- see g- Give people a bit of an insight Just in yeah. case So for instance Are, are mm-hmm. all your Dumbarton players Out yeah. of contract in the yeah. summer? Yes. Every single one of them? Yes mm-hmm. I mean Mark I, I know some people mm-hmm. Will have realised that But 
that's staggering because mm-hmm. Tommy says, you know, that that's people's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. You're talking about yeah. on unemployment yeah. because you're, you don't you can't be furloughed if you don't have yeah. a job. Well, we've been I've been speaking to some players, but obviously, you know, we're waiting to find out exactly. You know, we're trying again, waiting to see whether there's a possibility of coming back. And again, if there's no supporters that come in, how do they? Where, where does the income come from? So even if there was games. You know, you, you couldn't. You, you might have to play, sign players on an amateur status to say until such times there is revenue comes through the gates. So you might have to say to your players, "Listen, you, you'll need to sign no here for, for for nothing." And then once we get back and fans start to come through the gates, and once we start generating mm-hmm. money, then we we will then be able to pay. And again, that, that might be be something. But some players might think, "Well, no, no, for me, thanks." And, and staff, I'll not just players, yeah, and, yeah, and staff, staff to, to, to run a football yeah. club. It's it's going to be at the lower level. At the lower level, it's going. To, I think it's going to come down to playing for nothing or no play at all. This mm-hmm. might open the door for I know I'll say it, but for young kids, so he might be half a dozen yeah. senior players, but but just kids. Um, bands, banks aren't going to give you loans because nope. you've got no income. And at the higher level, when we've seen it already, we asked though, majority of their players taking a twelve and a half percent cut. I mean, and actually, you reflect on it now. And Budge has been ahead of the game in terms of what she started at Hearts uh, a month ago, but. You think players at the highest level in this country that Celtic and Rangers players on 10, 15, 20 grand a week are still going to be on that this time next year? No, at your your hearts and your hibs and your Aberdeens at 1,500 to 2 grand to 2.5, are they still going to be on that? No, they're not because it, it doesn't make financial sense to do that. Tommy? Uh, obviously, at a lower level, what you're saying, I think we're going to lose just loads of players. Then think that we're going to have to go fight for their jobs. You know what? And even at a higher level in the Premiership, and even Celtic to a quarter. You found out I'm not going to be able to sustain that for much longer because they've got obviously the highest wage still. And I think it's very highlighting now how the finances of football are built in certain stands in a lot of clubs because they just rely on season tickets for the following year or sponsorship for the following year. Um, they don't deal with the line that's coming through the gate that much. Uh, so their finances is pretty bad, you know. And I think this is all brought about a way back in the soonest era when they started spending like millions of pounds in players and then. Wages of agents and that come into the game. I don't, I don't think we can go back thirty years, Tommy, to say this is what's happened. I mean, our game has had fluctuating times when it's been relatively healthy, and other times it's not. It's not been quite so healthy. But this is this is a circumstance that's got nothing to do with something that happened then. Yeah, because see, under normal circumstances, see having your league propped up by. Paying customers, fans yeah. coming to the gate—that's yeah. quite a good thing. You, yeah. you, you contrast that to the, some of the smaller clubs in the English Premier League. Yeah. If the television bubble was yeah. to burst, they would be absolutely yeah, done. You know, I, I used to—I used to like it. I used to like mm. the fact that we relied on 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 paying customers, mm. but we're in the the most abnormal of times. Yeah, but also we 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 don't have the TV deal. I mean, listen, you got to put things in perspective. Football-wise, I'm talking about here. There, there's likes of Newcastle at this moment in time looking as if they're going to get bought for three hundred million, uh, or whatever. I mean, you know, in a time when there's no football, it's it's, it's extraordinary. Yeah. So, yeah. but Scottish football is is completely different. I mean, as I said, it's, there are very very few financially sustainable clubs. Very few, and, and the rest, as you say, Gordon, totally rely on, you know, what mm-hmm. comes through the gate, season tickets, sponsorship, uh, you know, uh, you know, local sponsorship, uh, community sponsorship, everything like that, and none of those things will be available because well, there, there's, no, there's no money. Will be normally we'd be putting the season ticket stuff out mm-hmm. just now. I think some of have like your hospitality packages and you know, all that. It, 
Nobody in their right mind Is going to pay for it Absolutely not I think some would almost Seeing it like a donation If you like I mean I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw Motherwell's statement The other night They've sold a thousand season tickets mm-hmm. And by this stage last year They had only sold Something like 180 Okay mm-hmm. So I mean There's clearly well, a bit that, of, that, That's uh, nice there's, To you know, have that goodwill Almost like a yeah. Yeah, goodwill yeah, But, but, but good essentially exactly. Celtic and Rangers At the moment Are, are, are facing something like in between 18 million and 25 million pound shortfall mm-hmm. on season tickets. Yeah. But like, let's just say, Matt, as I say, they make that gesture, but the season doesn't start till yeah, January. More, yeah. And there is only a proportion of the season to say, oh, listen, we can only play 20, 20 games this year. You know, will those supporters then say, okay, we, we would be happy to, to leave that money in the club to help the club, or listen, <laughs> we want mm. our money back. So, listen, it's very, very difficult. But the one thing, you know, Tom, Tom has got a point in is that there could be. A significant number of players in limbo come mm-hmm. the summer after this furlough uh, period yeah. is finished. Then because clubs, contract are up. clubs, yeah, clubs will not be able to pay them and sit and let them just sit there because it could be months and months yeah. before they're, they're, they're required to play. And, and Tommy raised a good point about you know this this being you know people's livelihoods and, and how th- football is part of a bigger picture you two will know fine well we've been very consistent we've never wanted to make it out as if football is the most important yeah. thing at, at the moment but j- just to, to remind us of, of how much it does play a part I don't know if you saw this uh, research this afternoon I think it was by Strathclyde's uh, University um, that concluded that the SPFL contributes more than 200 million towards the Scottish economy every year mm-hmm. and supports nearly 6,000 jobs, jobs yeah so it's all right saying it's only football. People are dying. Why are you arguing about football? But actually, th- there is a need here for both it's, to happen at the same time. It's and I'm choosing my words carefully. And please don't take this out of context. But Scot Scotland football, in many ways, is the heartbeat of the country. And I know people are losing their lives, so don't. Or come, yeah. I don't mean it that way. But in normal terms, mm. what they're talking about there, Scottish football is the heartbeat mm. of the country for. Men, women and children Up and down the country Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday Whatever and, and it's true It does have a big role To play in society That's why it's important We get it back as quickly as we can But obviously one Everything else has and, been taken care of And that's And now we're going off on a tangent here Jim But that's why I wonder if there is a bit of work to be done With the Scottish Government And the Scottish Football Authorities To come together To try and hatch a plan Because I think everyone felt a bit deflated when we heard Nicola Sturgeon and the medical experts the other day saying that even behind closed doors that they wouldn't, you know, they don't fancy that. Yeah. I wonder if both parties are going to have to come together and sort something out because that's a big old hole to leave yeah. in the economy. Yeah, again, as I say, the amount of people just take it. The amount of people, not not just uh, as I said, the, the universities come up with six thousand. I mean, these before take, you know the football, but as I've said before, the community involvement, you know, the many many things that attach the football clubs. Um, huge amount of people uh, and also you know from from the the physical health of being involved in playing sport and the mental health that it stimulates you gets you out you know meeting up with people we've got a multitude of things that football brings so much joy to people in the conversations yeah it brings frustration and we all get annoyed and frustrated that's why this programme's been going for so long but the, 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 the enjoyment that it brings you you know the passion the energy it just it just gets everybody up and, uh, and, and talking but you know we, we're, we're in the hands of the government we, we, you know that's the bottom line the football is in the hands of the government and the health experts we cannot override the health experts Tommy and Greenock, thanks for getting in touch hopefully we will speak to you soon Mick is in Aviemore and we're going to hear from him after the travel with Stephen 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com. 1419511025 to have your say with Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. Don't forget, after seven o'clock, we're going to take a look at what's happened in some of Scotland's junior leagues. It's got everyone talking on social media uh, this afternoon because there's some very interesting case studies in there. Uh, we'll look at that after seven. But let's speak to Mick in Aviemore. What's your suggestion, Mick? How do we move on from here? Well, <clears throat> well, first of all, I hope uh, everybody's keeping well over there. Yeah, thanks, and, Mick. Same uh, to you. Obviously, you know, all this happening, but but it's a football program, so so we're discussing that just now. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, it's about the, the getting this season finished, right? I'm a Celtic fan, and I would say out of all the teams in in the league, it's most important for Celtic to finish the whole thing because we've got the most to to win. Not so much if you're a Rangers fan, you know, you've only got one one thing to aim for. And well, it's not very likely What about Partick Thistle and, and Hearts, Mick? I mean, let's take Partick Thistle, for instance Relegated without even playing the same number of games Falkirk robbed of the title One point behind Wraith Right First of all, I think there should have been no relegation Just uh, the, follow- the following season We have uh, a, a bigger league by a couple of teams Nobody gets relegated But the teams from below that uh, would still get promoted Okay, so it would be a bigger league but what I was actually phoning up about was uh, to get this season finished. Uh, I I think if it if it uh, gets pushed forward to maybe November, December, whatever you know, and then you're thinking, oh, what about the following season? Well, I think the following season surely we could start that a bit later, and it would actually be a pleasant change to be going to a, a football game in the middle of summer in a nice weather. So so you. You know what I mean? It's uh, so you, you you just push the following season forward, and we're actually going to be having football through the summer rather than the, the darkest of winter. Right, t- take me through your calendar here, Mick, just so just so we're on the same page. So w- when are you basing on this season finishing, if you like? So we're in April at the moment. W- what do you mean? So what happens for this season? Do you scrap it well, or are you finishing it later? Whenever. No, finish it later. Finish it later. Right, right. And, and what month do you want to start insane. next season in? Well, you, you mean whatever, March, whatever for instance? Month. A summer season Aye, would be sort possibly, of March to November? Possibly. The, the, the main thing is just uh, whatever that this season takes to finish, it, it would be. And a lot a lot of teams want, want to play it out, and that's fine. So whatever it takes, whether we finish January or February or whatever, and then start the following season later, and, and what's wrong with having Scottish football mm. in the middle of, middle of the summer we've got the Euros we've Euro got the Euros and, yeah. the thing, and then, and then we've, got, we've got the, the World Cup the, the following Cup summer the following year which is actually in December yeah, yeah, yeah. so the yeah, calendar's yeah. going to be out of sync um, because of that uh, anyway but ideally mate, if we didn't have international football I agree with you it would be great to, to, to have football you know right through May June and, and July uh, absolutely and, and cut it back maybe doing December and January or January and February but that's not going to happen Um Unfortunately, but because of the the only thing I thought to try and ease the burden on um, clubs domestically for the next fourteen months would be for UEFA to start the Euros five or six days later, rather than starting on June the twelfth to July the twelfth. A month's too long for the Euros. 
Too many big gaps in between games So just condense it a little bit You know, just bring that schedule in a wee bit And that gives you an extra few days to finish the, the domestic season Before you need to let your international players go away To their, their, their pre, uh, pre-tournament camp So I think, yeah, for, they probably won't Because they'll lose money doing it that way But somewhere they can maybe be a wee bit less selfish And condense that too Because a month's far too long for the Euros anyway Two different things, Jim uh, on, on one hand, Mix Right a lot Well a lot of yeah. people Love the idea of, of going in the summer Yeah um, But It's a much debated subject Switching to summer football Do you do it to try and fix this problem? Yeah well I mean I mean, We know that The Irish play March to November um, So And there are other clubs And some Scandinavian mm-hmm. clubs as well um, the Scandinavian countries do it So as as feasible um, And again As Mark said We know that we, the, the, You know The, the, the Euros are, are this year Postponed And then the World Cup But it can still be done I mean there are uh, Countries that Do qualify um, Much much uh, more regular Than we do And, and have players uh, Play at this particular time So it, it can be done But um, I, I just think that um, Trying to get this season Finished Will be the most difficult I think that if it can't be finished, then I think we can we can delay for as long as you like actually for the next season because there's no there's not that same contentious decisions. There's no games started, so whenever it's absolutely safe to go and play, you could start that. And that uh, means you can uh, also sell yeah. sell season tickets. Season ticket, yeah, and yeah. even even if you did have a break somewhere for the Euros, so, so for instance, you might say well, we'll play it and then we'll we'll conclude it after the Euros. Even but there's, there's a, to me the next season is not. As vital, Gordon, in terms of finalising mm. a fixture Because I think that can be done at any time It's more of this season And whether that's December, January or whatever it happens to be It'll depend on how long UEFA give uh, the clubs In conjunction with the uh, negotiations with each individual government Mick and Aviemore, thanks a lot for getting in touch I bet Mick's, what, Mick's um, exercise, his state-sponsored walk Around the, the lovely countryside <laughs> of Aviemore That would make a bit of a difference, wouldn't it? That would yeah, be nice you sunshine, you, But as long as you stay there and you're not visiting Exactly there, You don't want people just going up there for the walk Stay safe, Mick Okay, cheers Good cheers, man, Mike. that was Mick and Aviemore Let's move on quickly, squeeze in one more Thomas in Balornock Hi, Thomas Hi Gordon, how you doing? Not bad, how's it going? I hope, I hope you're you keeping well Yep, not bad, not bad at all uh, What it was, um, I was uh, I listened most nights right? I was listening to If you've got this thing Hugh Evans, right That Sky's holding a gun To Scottish football's head But what I think is We should turn that around the other way I tell Sky Well okay, if you, see if you don't want it Leave it Because See if we leave If we don't have football on TV Jim Duffy will know and that years ago, people didn't have football on TV, and you used to go and watch every time the live game on TV. You went and watched it. But on the other hand, if it's not on, the grounds I think will be full. I, I, I think you said earlier on Motherwell had sold something like a hundred and eighty season ticket holders. Now they've got over a thousand, and that's without football. We haven't even got football. I think we should for a, maybe a year or two leave it off TV. Let people go back into the grounds I think the grounds will be packed again Chris, the, uh, Thomas, the, 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 the sums just don't add up Club chairman and chief executives across the country Have just choked on their dinner Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lovely sentiment well, But Mark It's £160 million pounds Sky Are putting into to the competition And I don't know if you can tell me Thomas a lot of tickets. Gordon can tell me But in what way does you think Sky Are holding a gun to Scottish football's head? And that's the thing I think Thomas is maybe 
Kind of been a bit, a bit clever with the words And then not intentionally Not trying to dig you out Hugh's just talking about the fact That we are at the mercy of broadcasters yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he's been critical of Sky in mm, any way okay. And in fact no one's accusing them of being Anything really mm. um, I think the, the discussion was based around the fact that We, like every country Are at the mercy of the broadcasters yeah, the, the, the Because they put money in Like I said, an I, I, that I don't think well. it was an insult at all, all right, well, No, I was just wondering what, what Hugh's re- If you had heard something You know, what was actually no, no. Um, going on So no, it's just in terms of In consultation with, with the broadcasters To make sure that we safeguard The £160 million deal Which Thomas keeps most of our clubs alive yeah, I mean, I agree with Thomas well, to a certain uh, point, Thomas, I must admit, because there will be more people going through the gates. I think there will be a, a resurgence in interest in football and people will want to go and see it. At the same token, if it's on TV, people will want to watch it there as well because, you know, we're missing it so much. So I think it'll be twofold. But, you know, if we've got a contractual obligation already signed, first and foremost, we have to honour that and, and, and respect that. But I do believe that... Um, Fans will, if, if if you know, regardless, I think I think there'll be an upsurge. Certainly, initially, once supporters are allowed back into grounds, I do think that um, you know you'll see a, a you know a, a definite increase in attendances. I think for for a, some of the smaller clubs, yeah, I think a, so. a bit a bit of a surge. But but Thomas, I still don't get the arithmetic. Take Hamilton Ackies, take St Mirren, St Johnson, whoever you want. They, they're on Sky a handful, or they're on TV a handful of times a season. They're not going to start getting crowds of 20,000 If we don't have a TV deal I think they will Save if it's not on TV But that's my point Thomas Take Hamilton Ackies for instance They're not on TV every week yeah, They get 1,500 Fans yeah. Fans who are not Failing to turn up At Hamilton Because they're watching it on TV it's, Not all the games are on TV Well, well Gordon I don't, Honestly I'm, I'm Obviously I might be a bit older than you But See uh, I, I, I went to games in the 60s and 70s and the crowds were even if you look at the Scout Celtic Adventure games, Patrick Tissot, St Martin, Hearts and Hoover, there's thirty, forty thousand people at these games. It was a different game, John was a different era. Happen. I don't really I don't think that could happen again. No, Thomas, see, nah, see, see if you look at our top twelve off the top of my head, six of our top twelve rarely get more than than four and a half to five thousand at the home games, unless the old firm are coming to town. You look up and down the country; mm-hmm. half of our half of our clubs at home games get 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 less than five thousand people. Okay, we'll leave it there because we're running a bit late for this. But thanks again, Thomas and Balornock. Hopefully, speak to you sometime soon. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. I'm hoping for a more straightforward night on Beat the Pundit than we got last night. Um, yeah, if, you, a controversy. if you wonder what I'm on about, go to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB and watch the video of the madness that kicked off on Beat the Pundit last night. Mark Guidi, uh, Joe, good old Joe the contestant, he couldn't remember the answer to the question which Scottish team are nicknamed the Blue Brazil. Okay. And he did that great Glasgow thing where he was searching and searching for the word. And he just swore instead <laughs> Now of course I had to cut Joe off yes. That's a bit of a problem Because he's trying to answer questions And he's got 30 seconds to get through them Gordon DL is listening to Clyde too He's blissfully unaware of what's going on We had to come clean about the full thing And we thought it was quite funny So we put the video up for your viewing pleasure Go to at Clyde SSB and check it out As for tonight, don't swear But if you want to play Beat the Pundit Now's your chance 0141 951 1025 And you need to give us a call before 7 o'clock 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, helping you return to action. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, Ticking along where we've been in the last few days Really trying to answer some of the difficult questions That that face Scottish football at the moment And where we might go from here With UEFA meeting tomorrow Uh, In the second hour though Be keen to hear from you junior fans Because the fairly controversial decision Has been taken to end those leagues uh, And because in the wonderful world of the juniors Some teams have got multiple games in hand They've been dishing out titles all over the place So that's the way it looks We'll, We'll delve into it a bit more After we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, Jim and Mark standing by. One of them is going to take on Curtis from Rutherglen. How are you, Curtis? I'm okay yourself? Not bad at all. Can I ask you to do one thing for me, Curtis, and just promise, promise me that you will not swear during this Beat the Pundit? I promise I heard it last night. Honestly. Curtis It kept me up last night So please Just whatever If you're frustrated And you can't think Just say Fudge Or anything else That comes to mind Don't swear on here Alright Don't worry Good man I was just I was worried that Joe Had you know Kicked off a copycat trend And it was going to be The, the, the tragic end Of Beat the Pundit um, no, You two are also <laughs> uh, In fact yeah it's, it's a miracle That none of the pundits Have fallen into that trap Sometimes I, I wonder How Alex Ray Makes it through two hours We're much more um, eloquent <laughs> Because when the when the, when the show Finishes at eight o'clock He, he sort of reverts <laughs> But he's fine he's, he's fine when he's here So I'm going to Toss the coin And find out Who Curtis is up against If it's heads It's Mark Guidi And if it's tails It will be Jim Duffy And it's heads this week Mark mm. Guidi Up against Curtis From Rutherglen So Mark I'll give you some Clyde too. So that you can't hear what's going on Curtis, I'm going to put 30 seconds on this clock You can pass, that's all you need to know Answer as many right as you can And if you don't know it, pass it And move on to the next one, are you ready? Yep Good man, your time starts now Who was the Rangers manager in 2002? Alex McLeish What nationality is Hibs striker Christian Deutsch? Welsh Who did Germany beat in the 2014 World Cup final? France. From which club did Celtic sign Henrik Larsson? Malmo. Name either of the goal scorers in last season's Champions League final. Mo Salah. Who's the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? No way. Okay, no let's, let's bring Mark back. Mark, can you hear us? Yep. Great, same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts. No. Who was the Rangers manager in 2002? Alec McLeish What nationality is Hib striker Christian Deutsch? Uh, Irish Who did Germany beat in the 2014 World Cup final? Argentina From which club did Celtic sign Henrik Larsson? Final Name either of the goal scorers in last season's Champions League final uh, Mo Salah Who is the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Tommy Wright which side are third in the current Scottish Premiership standings? Mullerwell. Okay. What do you think of the competition, Curtis? Fancy your chances? I think he's beat me in the last one. Still no. So. Yeah, he got through one more question. Let's find out who was the Rangers manager in 02. It was Alex McLeish. You both got it. What nationality is Christian Deutsch? He's Welsh. Curtis goes 2 1 in front. But Mark Guidi equalises straight away. Germany beat Argentina. 
In the 2014 World Cup final Mark then goes one in front Because Feyenoord was where Henrik Larsson moved to uh, Moved from to Celtic And name either of the goal scorers In last season's Champions League final I think you both went Mo Salah You both got it right Mark stays one in front um, The other one was Origi If you can remember that oh, Not yeah, one of the, yeah. the sort of main men But popped yeah. up with an important goal mm-hmm. The longest serving manager In the Scottish Premiership is Derek McInnes yeah, yeah. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago So none of you got it And I'm afraid then That's the end of the road for you Curtis Mark Weedy gets the last one in Motherwell are third at the moment So I think he, One, two, three, five for Mark Weedy And a three for you Curtis Hardlines No worries, cheers thanks well done, Good man, that was Curtis in Rutherglen Bit boring the night really wasn't it? No swearing <laughs> No no madness You want us to, you want us to go no, one? <laughs> no absolutely not no rant. Don't think we can handle it two nights in a row. It was a, it was a one off It was yeah. a novelty experience um, It was quite good fun I must admit Check that video out at I don't think it's SSB. quite been a one off Gordon No I, no, it's not a one off It's been the odd occasion The odd occasion It doesn't yes, happen that often Over the years but uh, I'll tell you what During mm. Beat the Pundit is a one off though yes. that, That's why I panicked yes. more than usual Because <laughs> yes. It's a it's a thirty yeah. second timed event <laughs> and then oh yeah. we had to cut it off it wasn't good yeah. at all anyway let's hear from you junior football fans because I'm sure if well, if you are a fan of the juniors you'll definitely have seen this news and if not I think you'll be interested to hear because the full country is gripped at the moment with what we do with the leagues and and do do we declare it do we relegate teams do we give out titles and all the rest of it well um, the junior leagues in the west of Scotland did declare their league winners last night. Auchinleck Talbot were named West Region Premiership champions. No surprise there, you think. They're one of the biggest teams, they're one of the best. And and they were. They were on great form this season. They looked like they possibly would go on and win the league. Here's the problem. They're sitting in third at the moment. They've played nine games less than co-winning Rangers, and they are twelve points behind. But they do have nine games in hand. So if you go on average points or points per game, then clearly Auchinleck would be top. And have been given that title, Jim, mm-hmm. with nine games mm. in hand. Yeah, I mean it's one of those uh, again very debatable ones. Uh, you know, if you're co-winning, um, you know you've got the points in the bag, and people always say you're better with the points in the bag. Um, but uh, you know, again, as we've debated, you know, many many times, how they come up with a solution that you know that keeps everyone happy. It's impossible. So from co-winning's point of view, they'll be absolutely gutted. Um, from um, Tommy Sloan and Auchin Leck. Again, you know, they're, they're a magnificent side, an unbelievable junior record, incredible junior record over the years. Um, they they possibly believed that they would go and win those mm-hmm. games, but because you've got them and because they're always in all the competitions, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, with the various cups that come yep. up, you know, maybe come on and say, well, a minute, you, you know, you might, you, you, might have, you, you might have run out of players, you might have run out of steam, you might not have won all these games. So, yeah, it's a very, very debatable one. But uh, you know, again, a decision had to be made, and that's that's the best I've come up with. Yeah, let's hear from you on this. Most importantly, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. These are the thoughts of Tommy Sloan, the Auchinleck Talbot manager, winners of that Premiership division, but of course with nine games in hand. Probably no one will take a great deal of pleasure out of because we've not done it the normal way uh, and crossed the line with mathematically impossible to catch. Uh, we're form this year has been very strong, but no having the opportunity to go and finish the deal, uh, certainly, as I said before, is one I'd, I'll not take much pleasure out of, and I'm sure the players will be the same. This is a decision that 
none of the clubs has had any input into. It's one of the decisions we've just got to accept. Uh, somebody was always going to come out the wrong side of it. But we are certainly no jumping up and doing celebrating the, the decision. We'll, we'll, we'll accept it and we'll move on. It's certainly, as I said before, one that surprised me a wee bit. And then, of course, if you're looking for teams who, who might feel hard done by, then clearly uh, co-winning Rangers, because they're top at the moment. They've played 25, they've got 53 points. So if you just look at the league table, they're top. But on, on points per game or average points, not enough to get them the title. Here's what their boss, Chris Strain, uh, had to say on the subject. The old adage is that points on the board are worth more than games in hand. But on reflection, not like a formidable team and they may well have gone on to win those games. But the reality of the situation is nobody knows that. There's an assumption. That's difficult for me to accept given the fact that we've played the games, we've got the points on the board. Uh, our boys put in or not a hell of a lot of effort to get to the top of the league. And it is a bit galling. But um, the, the underriding factor is that if the league was uh, given null and void, then... I don't think anybody could complain about that, even ourselves. Um, but the, the reality is, Oaken Lake now stand to make uh, a commercial gain on the back of um, entry to the Scottish Cup again, which they've done well in the last couple of years. And we would have liked to have been afforded that opportunity. So I don't think it's fair that one club gets that, that financial um, commercial benefit over the other. The, the vast majority of people feel that you have to earn a title um, and I don't think Hawking Lake had, had earned the title and I think their players will be honest enough to admit that they would have probably liked the opportunity to go on and earn the title but given the fact that that was taken away from them I think the most sensible decision and maybe the clubs would have uh, decided that the, the best way to be null and void the, the, the season at their level Right, 01419511025 to have your say we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, On the line at the moment We've got Fraser Now Fraser's got a foot In a couple of camps here Because Fraser is A journalist At the Daily Record But he's also involved um, On the coaching staff At junior side Rossville So well across These developments And um, How would you Sum up What's going on In the last 24 hours or so Fraser Oh God It's been madness uh, If SPFL Think they've had it tight The past <laughs> two weeks over the resolution shambles in the last 24 hours in the junior world has really been something else. Um, Twitter's gone crazy and uh, quite understandable. It's really been quite a incredible, incredible decision. To, to put you in the picture, I, I had to file a story on it at 7 o'clock last night and uh, I had it all written up that um, the juniors were going to just null and void the West Region season. And uh, then that tomb of uh, stats and league tables dropped through and uh, I'd have an hour to rewrite the whole thing. I'm sure, Mark, you've you've been there before uh, in that respect. But in terms not, of not, not at the junior level, Gordon. No. <laughs> you behave <laughs> yourself. Sorry, um, I teed that one up. Sorry, I couldn't. The uh, it clearly it, it's your sort of first impression of it, Mark. That is what jars with you because you you, yeah. you look at the league table and as Fraser quite rightly says, we think we've got problems in the SPFL because. We're arguing about it so much But most of those teams Have at least played Roughly the same amount of games You've got, you've got teams here who, are, who are, As the table looks To you Are in third Or actually fifth One of, one of the teams Down the divisions I think it's Johnson Are in fifth And, and they've been Declared title winners mm-hmm. Because of the, you know, the, the average points So um, it takes a bit to get your head round. I, I mean I, th- I think Both managers spoke very well And very honestly Tommy Sloan and uh, Chris Strain And you do feel for Chris Strain Because it is the old adage You know Points mm-hmm. on the board mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, he, he did qualify else What he said by By saying that every chance Auckland like we're going on To win all the games Anyway um, 
Again, you you probably can't null and void. Null and void is the is the nuclear option for every organisation. They don't want to do it. They'd rather do something than do null and void, and that's what the junior game has has decided to do. Again, like I was saying earlier with Hearts and Patrick Thistle, or, or sorry, Patrick Thistle going down, and and, and Hearts looks as if it could follow the same way. I think it's grossly um, unfair, and as, as Tommy Sloan says, it probably does they sit comfortably with him because I've not won it in the in the conventional way, and. and I know what you're saying, Fraser, all hell breaking loose last night, but could you imagine if um, if the situation was called in, <laughs> the, Premier in the Premiership? <laughs> and there was a game, oh, yeah, four or five games behind. Or nine, yeah. as yeah, the nine, case may yeah. be. I yeah. mean, Fraser, is there a, what, what's the feeling in that division? Is the feeling that, that Auchinleck would have gone on to win it anyway and, and some people can stomach that? Or, or is it just an overriding feeling of how can you possibly do it with, with such a disparity in games played? It's Auchinleck are a machine. They've proved it season after season. Uh, that they are the benchmark for junior clubs, um, and my my own opinion is they're by far the best non-league club in the country. But um, they'd half a season still to play. The, the 14, 14 league games out of thirty still to go, and I think two years ago they, they just got pipped at the post by a bees um, because the the backlog of games mm-hmm. just got too much for them. At the end, so I mean, who's to say that wouldn't happen again? Yes, the the the. the the betting man would have put his money on knocking like Talbot, uh, dealing with those games in hand and winning the title. But as, as Chris Strange says, you just don't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and, and like I said, Fraser, this is replicated down the divisions, isn't it? That's the Premiership, and Auchinleck are, are one of the biggest names out there. So, so people um, have have picked up on that. If you go down to the, the West Region League Two, for instance, I think it's Johnston Borough have played fourteen games. They're in fifth at the moment, um, and, and and they've been declared winners, if you like, of that division. So it's um, it's quite something. I that, that small club had ten years at the borough, cracking club, and uh, again they'd won thirteen out of fourteen games. So it did look lately that they were going to bring John and win that that title, no problem. But it's the old backlog of games argument, isn't it? You're playing three games a week, injuries kick in, suspensions kick in, guys can't get away from work. That that's what you're dealing with in the juniors. So you can see titles flip flopping. Mm-hmm. In the, the final few weeks of May so Fraser, why why are the leagues I mean, it might just be down to weather But I don't think we had a horrendous winter or anything like that. Why, why is it so uneven in terms of games being played? Um, cup runs Auchinleck certainly involved in both the Junior Cup In which they were in the semi-final stage And also the Senior Cup And I think well, they must have got through a good three or four rounds In the Senior Cup mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. Including the replay against Arbroath mm-hmm. Um and then the usual that there are a, there were a few pretty bad weekends of weather in December, January. Um, whereas you, you quite often find AstroTurf teams are uh, well ahead in games played. So and what, what is the normal cut-off point in terms of like when does the junior leagues normally are they like well into June before they're normally they're always finished? The second weekend in June they're normally wrapped up by that. That's the that's the target that the the match secretary always goes for. And they usually make it, whether that's seven games in a week or not. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think the, the games are always like, because I, I know from my own point of view, I always go and watch junior games when our season mm-hmm. finishes. I mean, no matter where, which club I've been at over the years, mm-hmm. um, you always go and watch the, the junior matches because they're always played you know, at least a month after the domestic football. Take take the playoff and playoff finals out of it. But you know, normally the domestic season finishes, juniors are still going on. But Fraser's got a really good point in the sense of 
you know, the accumulation of matches because you're successful, likes Auchinleck are always they're generally always in the latter stages of all the cup competitions, and the you know that 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 uh, can catch up in you. And you know, I mean, like anybody, I mean, Johnson has said one thirteen or fourteen, but you can lose form, you can lose key players. Only maybe takes two key players, maybe your 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 star mm-hmm. striker or your your captain or whatever happens to go just to get an injury, and that can have a yeah. huge difference. But listen, there is no easy solution, and as Mark said, no one wants to to have the games null and void, the seasons null and void. So they've come up with a solution. Is is the guys as Tommy and 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 um, you know the Chris was saying there. They've handled that pretty well. In, in senior football, I don't think they'd be quite yeah. as magnanimous as, as those two guys have been. So, fair play to them. Fraser, can I ask you another thing? If you put your yeah. your daily record journalist hat on, do you think if the roles were reversed and Auchinleck were at the top having played their games and co-winning, had played uh, nine games fewer, but could have, could have gone ahead of uh, Auchinleck, you think they would have awarded Kawan in the league in the same circumstances or would they have found another way to, to approach it? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> uh, I, and we need an answer. Question. Um, <laughs> okay, if you need an answer, <laughs> can I phone a friend? Right. Um, I, I think... That's controversial, isn't it? I, I would never question the integrity of these guys and I mean that. I mean that they get a lot of criticism but I would never question the integrity of the guys that made these very difficult decisions. They're in it for the love of the game. Had Talbot been taught and the rules reversed, I think they would have gone with the same decision. Yeah, but I mean, we're, I we're, we're back to that the same problem that's facing us at the top level. Everybody acknowledges that giving mm-hmm. the title or awarding the title to a team that's in third or a team that's in mm-hmm. fifth or a team that's not played their games or who, whatever, it jars with you. Mm-hmm. Under normal circumstances Which we are not under And just for, for a bit of balance You know If it's not To be null and void If that's not on the table What can you do? Yeah. I mean Chris was saying about Auchinleck obviously getting in at, You know they, they, they won the league They'll, they'll get into the Scottish Cup yeah. the, You know the, 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 the professional uh, Scottish Cup next year Again But if they're null and void They were getting in anyway Because they won the league last year So they were again They would have been the, 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 the first candidate anyway But you know, just in terms of the fairness, that that's ultimately what people are looking at—the fairness of mm-hmm. it. Is it fair? And I think that uh, you know, you have to say it's not fair because you know teams have fought hard, you know, for for three quarters of the season as opposed to half a season yeah. to get those points on the table to give themselves a chance. So yeah, it isn't fair, but there is no solution. We've said it time and time again that is going to be fair. And it's Fraser, ju- none. just finally before we let you go, yeah. It, it, <laughs> It's a bit of a shame as well Because junior football is, As we know it And, and under the, the, the sort of current format Is is, is coming to an end It's it's a, it's a new era for, for For that level of football going forward So for I know there's a bigger problem out there We've always said that It's not it's not high on the priority list But for, for junior football as, as we know it To, to kind of peter out and, and end like this is, a, is an extra shame isn't it? That is I mean the West region of the juniors Is the real heartlands of the juniors You're rocking legs You're cool winnings Irvine Meadows, Pollocks, um, 63 clubs in the West across four divisions and all 63 of them are now moving across to the pyramid for the start of next season, whenever that might be. So junior football, as we know it, in the heartlands, 135 years worth in the West of Scotland, uh, no more. They do. The vast majority of those clubs have decided to keep their SGFA membership, which allows them still to compete in the Junior Cup. Next season and the seasons beyond, mm-hmm. but uh, other than that, there'll be no no junior football in the west of Scotland. 
Fraser thanks so much for taking the time to join us That was Fraser um, Like I say One foot in the, the Rossvale Juniors camp One foot at looking at it from a, a Daily Record perspective So thanks to Fraser Chris is in Port Glasgow He's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Experienced players Who know how to win Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris in Port Glasgow's coming up. He's been hanging on for ages, so I'll just very quickly read the teaser. I don't even need any answers at the moment. George from Neilston says, name seven old firm players to have scored three or more goals at a major international tournament. Now he's talking across the globe here Not just our European and World Cup He's talking, you know, Copa America African Cup of Nations Asian Cup, etc Seven old firm players have scored three or more At major international tournaments Are, are you talking about in the one tournament during the summer Or spread over their careers? Yeah, it'll be spread, it'll be total spread yeah. over their So I'll give you some thinking time Let's speak to Chris Who's in Port Glasgow And I believe Chris You're also involved At, at Port Glasgow Juniors So you're very interested In what we've just been talking about uh, With the guys before the break Absolutely, Gordon. And listen, thanks for taking my call. And no good evening to yourself, uh, Mark and Jim. So, um, great discussion, and it's it's great to have the focus on the juniors, guys. Um, I think it's. I know he's quite. He's trying to quite a lot. So, thank you for again for picking up no tonight. Problem. I think so. Yeah, I, I run the commercial side. I think from my Port Glasgow juniors point of view, I'm uh, so involved with the committee, and, and we've got a, quite a, a big committee at the moment. I think we really we released a statement last night. Um, I think we, we were in the camp of. There was no right or wrong answer to what the SJFA were going to do here. Um, whatever way you looked at it, you were going to annoy some people and you were going to please other people. And I think that's the same scenario you've got across all of Scottish football at the moment, whatever decisions that are going to get made. I think, certainly from our point of view, um, we're a little bit different. We're in League One, so different to the Auckland Lex and different to the Johnston Burrows you were mentioning earlier on there, Gordon. But I think from our point of view, Shettlestein or Drossen, they were the teams who were dead or thereabouts where we were. Um, just to put it in context, Port Glasgow Juniors were pretty much in the top three from the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think towards the end of the season, we, we, we kind of slipped out of the top three and then the fourth place. And we eventually ended up coming fourth. And if you were to, if any of the managers, the players for Port Glasgow Juniors were on here tonight, they would be telling you another thing to what I'm saying at the moment, because um, they're very passionate about finishing it on the, on the pitch and things. But I think from a committee point of view, um, just as what Fraser was saying a second ago, we have to we have to think of the job that the SJFA had in their hands. I, I don't think it was an easy decision they made, and it's certainly one they took a lot of time over. Um, I know they were del- deliberating with a lot of clubs to say because um, people were asking the question, "What's going on? How how is this season going to get wrapped up and things?" And as a club, we would have loved to have finished out in the park, and I've got no doubt Port Glasgow Juniors would have pushed Chetelston all the way. Um, but we thought it was just fair that we had to put out a statement last night to say that we congratulate Chelsea on their win because um, from a sporting point of view, it's, it's merited, I think, when you look at the whole season. Um, from a, a non-sporting perspective, you look at it from a commercial and a financial aspect of it, I can understand a lot of grievances around junior football at the moment. Um, but I, I think it, it's now a time, if I'm being totally honest, to say we have to now draw that line. We have to draw the line and say, OK, that, that's happened it's done whatever decisions are made are, are made we now need to look at what's coming up for, for junior football in terms of the new West of Scotland League because um, that's a, a massive change and I think this time just now if if we carried on to the end of the season um, to, to then try and prepare for next season I think a lot of clubs would have struggled with that transition if I'm being totally honest and I include the, the, the teams in the, the, the Premiership as well with it um, in terms of the, the junior Premiership uh, I think there would have been a lot of 
struggle to, to transition over. I think now the teams have got the time now to look and say, OK, how do we prepare for this next step? Because it is another step up again for, for junior football. So a um, bit of mixed emotions, mm-hmm. if I'm being totally honest. But um, I think the statement we, we put out last night, while some might not agree with it, I think it was a fair reflection, especially from a League One perspective anyway. Yeah, uh, before we get on to that next step, because I was, I was trying my best to explain it to Jim and Mark during the break, and I've probably done it a disservice. So I'll, I'll pass it on to you in a moment, Chris. But um, why... Why has it been deemed Or give us a bit into the, the, the thinking process Why is null and void Not an option People have been kind of asking that At the top level haven't yeah. they And it looks like commercial um, Concerns are, are going to be the, the deciding factor In that one Why do you think yeah. it, it's come to this At the junior ranks Where null and void Wasn't seemed to be the way forward I think See, see if we would been in a situation Where um, We'd been in a, a scenario Where the Scottish leagues at the top end. I think if they had come to a decision already in terms of what what was going to happen from those points of view, I think we would have been in a much easier scenario in terms of we could have just piggybacked onto the back of that. I think the challenge with the null and void is it is that word where people don't want to use null and void. They don't want to hear that across football. Um, I think from a player's standpoint, they'll probably look at it from the point of view of saying we've just played that season and essentially we're now saying it's null and void. It doesn't matter. It's gone. So I think from an overall point of view, it's just not something that any football club you you speak to um, or or any official junior club you speak to, I don't think a lot of them would want it null and void. I think they'd want some sort of conclusion, whether that be you play it out to the end of the season at another point or whether you you do what's happened just now. Um, I think it's just one of those ones where it it just didn't seem the most popular option, if I'm being totally Mm -hmm. honest, Gordon. And I think any conversations we've had with the, um, the junior FA, I think... That's always probably been their stance on it as well. It's it's not one of the ones at the, the forefront, and I think if you delve in deeper into the, the, the Scottish FA, I'm not 100 percent sure what the conversations are there. But I don't imagine an all wide option is on the table at that part either. Yeah, um, like we, we mentioned um, with Fraser earlier on, and, and I said I was speaking to the guys during the break. You know, th- this should be an exciting time for for junior football. It's it's the end of an era. What what did Fraser say? 135 years. Yeah. yeah. The the junior leagues in this part of the world as as we know it, that's it. They're over now Mm. because the the, the titles have been declared and uh, moving into a new format next season, a new setup. Chris, just briefly, because I know it's quite confusing, but give us a bit of a flavour into what that involves, that West of Scotland league. I think so. The West of Scotland now forms part of the the pyramid structure within Scottish football, um, and I think that was the the whole. There was a working group that was set up with a, um, across Scottish football in order to get us into the scenario we're in at the moment. There was a lot of back and forward, if I've been honest, and a lot of conversations collapsed a few months ago. Ideally, a lot of clubs, Gordon, would have wanted to probably went across with the SJFA. Um, I think that was a lot of people's uh, nervousness at the time. They wanted to come across with the SJFA. But I think when all is said and done, you look at the options, the West of Scotland, they've got the East of Scotland League at the moment and they've got the South of Scotland League. And both of them are very, very successful models. Um, they're run really well um, by the committees who, who run those leagues. And I think when their proposal was put on the table in terms of how they wanted to see this set up, um, I think a lot of junior clubs were taken aback in terms of how good it actually looked and, and how professional this setup was going to be. And and I think the thing for any club when I, I look at obviously my own club, Port Glasgow Juniors, but any club that's in that West region structure at the moment, they all now can see a path to the top leagues. They they now see, okay, in ten years' time this is where we want to strive to be. We want to be striving to be in League One or the championship or whatever the, the Scottish top level football tables will be restructured as. So 
I think the real exciting part of the West of Scotland League is that there's 67 teams, I think, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I think 67 teams have came over um, and will join the West of Scotland. Um, there's still discussions going on at the moment in terms of how does that league structure um, be set up for next season. And I think my understanding timescale-wise is towards the end of April, early May is when those mm. um, conversations will be completed. But You're looking uh, forward, Christy, to a, a, a Morton Port Glasgow derby in the football, in the football league. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and I said, that's that's what we have to strive. We have to strive for those type of games because, yeah. um, Jim, you know yourself firsthand the setup we've got at Park Lead yeah, and Park Lead. Glasgow, it's a fantastic, yeah. fantastic setup down there. And the thing is, it's it's we now believe that we're in a situation where we can take the club to the next level, and and I think. We've always strived to do that. Um, finances and junior football, let's be honest, it's it's not existent at the moment, especially when you go down the lower leagues, League 1s and League 2s. So you're, you're, you're feeding yourself hand to mouth at the moment in mm-hmm. terms of clubs. But we believe, looking at this new structure, that the um, the plans that we've been told about, the the, um, the advertising of this football game now going forward in terms of what the West of Scotland Football League is going to look like, we believe this is going to take the junior football, as you know, to another level. And as Jim rightly said there, you have to be looking out and saying Port Glasgow Juniors versus your Greenock Mortons and your Invernesses. And then next stage on top of that, your Dundees, your Dundee Knights, your Hamilton. Those are the games you have to strive for. And the, the, the thing that we all we want to see Port Glasgow Juniors, we want to see um, a game against one of the bigger teams, so your, your Rangers and the Celtics and things. That's, that's what we want to see. And I think the way we're set up at the moment, um, it's it's now going to evolve and it's going to evolve pretty quickly and that's the point I was making earlier in terms of teams trying to transition and be ready for this this is a massive step up that teams are now going to take Yeah, here's something that's bothering me Chris just so people can update their Scottish football vocabulary now Fraser was explaining that the teams can still be eligible to play in the Junior Cup but but does does this mean the word junior is is, is gone from our from our Scottish football dictionary Are, are teams no longer technically junior sides anymore so it's a very good question you ask, Gordon, and it's something that we've been asked by our own fans ourselves. And, and to be honest, Junior has always been part of the, the Port Glasgow Junior's name. Um, before Port Glasgow Junior's, it was Port Glasgow Athletic many, many, many years ago, I'm talking 100 years ago. Um, but from our point of view, Port Glasgow Juniors is is essentially our name and we'll carry that on. And I think a lot of clubs are on that basis where they want to keep the name of it. Um, but at Junior football at the level that you knew it before mm-hmm. is now gone. And I think... With, with Dave McKenna who's now heading up the, the, the construction of the, the West of Scotland League the, the plans that they have for this um, and some of the information they've shared and there's going to be another few calls that are going to do in this by the end of the month it, it just seems as if they're taking this to another level again and it's going to propel the junior football into a, a, an area where fans can get excited again about football because you know it's hard to attract crowds or big crowds especially in the, in the lower regions of football I think this year coming up once everything's said and done and, and football gets back to playing whenever that may be mm-hmm. um, I think you, you'll start to see a, a really big focus and in, in a lot of competition coming from the junior side uh, Chris, is, that, is that Dave McKenna was it East Kilbride? Yes. Yeah. Ah, he's a good, a good administrator. That's that's good. That's good news. Good. That'll be weird, though, won't it? Just, you know, going to see a junior game and some some smart yeah. aleck will say, "Well, technically, you <laughs> can. You couldn't anyway." Yeah, but listen. I mean, I, I play for Muriel Juniors. You know, and 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 that's that's what you think of. You know, and, and again, you know, you know, various as, as Chris has said there. You yeah, know, I mean, the, the clubs the, might keep it as part yeah, of their name, the, the, but, but the as name. a as a level, if yeah. you like, to refer to it as yeah. going to watch the, you know, the juniors or a, a junior game. Listen, it's it's, gone. when we say here East Stirling, people bring. 
as soon as you say that, someone will come out, it's East Stirlingshire. Yeah. It's green at Morton. So it'll take a while to, to catch so, yeah, on, that's it, what you're telling it, me. We, we might make the odd mistake in comment, Junior, right, so okay. if we do, please forgive us. Thank you very much. That was Chris from Port Glasgow Juniors. That's staying there, don't you worry. Thanks again to Chris. Hopefully, uh, maybe check in with some of these guys going forward and see what the, yeah. the, you know, the pyramid's going to look like, because it is a, a huge time and it's probably not getting the... Well, it's not getting any pub- yeah, well, not getting the publicity it's, it's the at the moment. Um, it. it would have been nice to be able to focus on it a bit more. But we have ambition and dream, as, as Chris has said there, and why not? And I think it, in this time when we're all kind of like everyone's a bit negative, it's great to have a positive story that Chris has, has really bought into and Fraser's mm-hmm. brought into before that. They think this is great for for the former junior level, a pyramid system. They can see something. See, they, you're you're you know, getting yeah. it already. Former yeah, junior yeah, line. Yeah, he's learning. Done, Good. Okay, that was uh, Chris from Port Glasgow on the line. Tonight's question is sent from George in Neilston. He wants to know, can you name the seven old firm players to have scored three or more at a major international tournament? He says that has to be the World Cup, European Championships, the Gold Cup, Copa America, African Nations or Asian Cup. I'll take one each to kick us off because we're only looking for seven tonight. Oleg Selenko Oh great start He's got He's shown off He's gone straight in For one of the difficult ones He's got six Kanija Yes he's also got six So that's two down Five to go We'll get them next And we'll speak to Alistair In Corker Hill Who's hanging on patiently Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me Gordon Duncan If you want to hear your teaser questions used on the show Well we would love to have them Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's where George in Nielsen got in touch tonight And he's got a bit of an international theme He says can you name the seven old firm players Who've scored three or more goals at an international tournament a major international tournament World Cups Euros African Cup Asian Cup Copa America Etc So you've got Claudio Canidia You've got Oleg Selenko Take one more each Nakamura Say it again I'll put your mic on this time Nakamura Yes He's got five at the Asian Cup uh, El Hajjouf No actually Henrik Larsson Yeah Larson. He's top of the tree He's got seven So we'll leave it there That's Four down Do you know what I like about Um George's question He says Name the seven old firm players And then there's eight answers Now that I look right. down It's it right? actually a listed date though uh, So maybe just a wee typo Yeah you've sorry You've still got four We're halfway get. there You're halfway there Let's speak to Alistair um, Who is a Rangers fan Alistair But if my memory serves me correctly I think you've told us Before you like to go along And watch the juniors Don't you So you'll be interested In that decision last night To, to end the leagues Rangers are my own team Anyway Gordon right. But I try to get, get along To see games If I can't get a ticket For a Rangers away game I'll go and watch any games. If the bends are away, well, I'll go around the city. But I'm delighted to hear what Chris said. He sounded very upbeat and enthusiastic over the future. And it's good that the pyramid system is going to come into effect. Mm-hmm. But I still think it was wrong the way they've ended this season, no matter what. Because I can remember Talbot, way back in 1989, had about six games for the back. And uh, caught up with them then. Although they won the... One of the Ayrshire Knockout Cups and they won the West of Scotland Cup that year. The local rivals come up, pipped them at the post because they had too much to game and it could happen. So I think they've came to their own conclusion. But it's obviously, it's going to upset people and happy, make other people happy, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and, and this is where the the logic or, or the reasoning, and it's, it's the same as we're seeing at SPFL level. Mm-hmm. You totally, how can you 
How could you disagree with what Alistair says he's, yeah. he's bang on the money But ultimately you get to a point Where you have to make a decision That's bigger than that mm-hmm. So see You know that the decision to award Dundee United the championship mm-hmm. That's that's not people saying They don't believe that Inverness could catch them Because we did it in League One With yeah. only one point behind And to give Cove Rangers the title mm-hmm. That's not saying They don't believe that Edinburgh City could catch them It's just that we're in such a place Where people are thinking What else do you do? What's the least yeah. Worst solution? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. There have to be a decision somewhere along the line. But, you know, as, as Alistair said there, you know, like Lisa, Chris and Fraser has come on, obviously looking forward, um, you know, there's huge changes and, and hopefully people will, will obviously, you know, the, you know, just got, got to deal with, with the situation. But, you know, as, as um, um, you know, the, the circumstances where I think that the guys who are involved in junior football have kind of grudgingly accepted it. You know, they're, they're not they're mm. not throwing their toys about and saying, oh, this is terrible and we're not... Because they knew that the, somewhere along the line a decision had to be made. So fair play to them all for, for accepting it, even if it is difficult and very difficult. And as Alistair said, I mean, teams like the Benz, obviously we, we trained there with Dumbarton and, and, and Paul Lovering and, and, and all, all, all the, the, the fantastic people that are involved there. And it'd be great to see clubs again like that getting an opportunity. And again, you know, whether you want to be ambitious or whether you just want to stay and maintain mm-hmm. your, your status, whatever you've got, absolutely fine. But uh, I think it's it's important that people do accept it and have to move on, even though we're all sitting here just thinking, how could they come to that? But they just had to make that decision not to not to deny someone that opportunity because, as we've said, you know, even the likes of Auckland, like they could lose, you know, the the goalkeeper, they could lose their star striker, they could lose their cap. All these things could happen. That could have a huge impact. But there's, who's to say that could have happened? So, listen, well well done for the junior clubs at this moment in time for, for accepting, which must have been really tough decisions. Mark, there's some great wee stories. I mean, I've mentioned, you know, Auchinleck being third at the moment and Johnson Borough being fifth at the moment. The one I missed out in the middle was the, the West Championship. Now, Darvel, who again, in relative terms, are putting a bit of resource into that and, yeah. and, and, and trying yeah. to, to climb up. Um, Darvel were top. Uh, they are going to share that title with Blantyre Victoria, who are actually third. So Cumbernauld are in the middle, but based on this kind of average points or points per game, uh, they've come to the conclusion that Darvel and Blantyre should should share that title. So, yeah. like I say, you think we've you think we've got it rough in the the SPFL. <laughs> Delighted for delighted oh, delighted for, for all teams that win promotion or, or win trophies, whatever. Great, and, and I'm, I'm particularly delighted for for Davo and all two of the guys. But behind the scenes, there, uh, Jim Wiley and John Gall and John Gall, the, the, the famous Kelly Pie, uh, and stuff like that. So you know the resources that they put into Davo, the new management team, some of the players are signed, the facilities. Jim, you know sometimes at junior yeah. grounds you go and they're not great, but Davo yeah. put in proper facilities um, as well. So it's good to see them for, um, being rewarded for their, their investment. Mm. Can I ask, about, man, just just because you mentioned it there, slightly slightly going off a tangent, but you know, like being in the newspaper industry, as you've been for for, for for many many years, normally you have the pullouts, you know, the the you know the the to, to if you go like celebrate the champions, uh-huh. so Dundee United and you know and you know obviously Cove and I say you'll get these. Not not saying they're all Aye. the major middle ones, but you know you'll get uh-huh. these real celebrations of winning. Do you think you know is that is that is that Something that uh, you know the, the you know the people will fully focus on. I know they've done little bits, but do you think now that because of the way it's been settled in Scotland at the top level, 
that, but, that's it They're not going to really do too think, much now really, But I think really. well, to be honest Jim What you're looking for uh, uh, The bull picture the, mm, yeah. the, the, the central focus of all those pro-life yeah, yeah, Is standing with the trophy on, on, the, on the podium Yeah exactly If, if you don't yeah. know What's the best you can get A photo mm. 12 or 14 On a computer screen On mm. a Zoom call So <laughs> there'll, there'll be Curtailed yeah. until the day actually comes And then they'll yeah. look back And say the, the moments where the league was won You know yeah. the six pivotal games yeah. it, But at the moment Until you've got the photo mm. Of the, of the, of the mm-hmm. trophy it's, it's a pretty hard one to yeah. do yeah. The, full, the full discussion's changed I mean, Even, even yeah. for us on here We had Lauren Shankland On the phone last night mm. I mean Title winner with yeah. Dundee United yeah. In promotion And played such a big partner And he mm. himself You know admit, Yeah I think he, he agreed It was it was bittersweet They yeah. got together on On Zoom yeah. It's just where we're at Isn't it mm. The full the full, the full full analysis of a season Is yeah. is, is very much up in the air uh, Alistair um, What about you know, you wanted the full thing to be null and void at junior level. Do you think you would be saying that if your team were a bit higher up and chasing titles well, and all the rest of it? We we were third bottom before the the pull up plug gig, yeah, Gordon. But mm-hmm. I don't honestly know where the bends are going to be now. But at the same time, uh, if it's already been voted in, well, we'll just need to grin and bear it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not everyone will, will agree Not everyone will grin uh, Not no, everyone will bear it either no. uh, But you just G- wonder bear If that's the way we're <laughs> heading In the next couple of days or weeks Mark's in Clyde Bank Hi Mark Evening gents How are we doing? How bad? How are Mark. you? Not too bad Good stuff I'm calling about the uh, the state of play Throughout Europe And what I perceive to be The, the total lack of leadership By UEFA Okay uh, They've, they've no said a great deal Let's be honest uh, And I think they could have made it a lot easier for each association If they'd simply set their, their colour to the master And said look uh, We appreciate that finishing these seasons is going to be tough So to make things easier What we recommend is Firstly, any third cup competition next season Should be cancelled That frees up a bit of scheduling for... for uh, for next season, maybe even the Scottish Cup and other cups, uh, maybe a slimmed down version or even a cancellation of them. I also think that at least one of the Premier European competitions, perhaps the Europa League, should be cancelled as well. Uh, and then that would take, ease a bit of pressure. Every nation could then say, right, OK, we will commit to finishing our season when time allows, uh, when, when restrictions are lifted. Uh, Clearly, there'd be a, a revenue concern there for some of the, the clubs in Europe and perhaps get the revenue. Some of the smaller cup clubs as well who rely on a cup run. Uh, but perhaps things could be set in motion for that and they could be com- recompensed in other ways. Uh, but I think finishing the season, first and foremost, should be the absolute priority of every every league, every nation. Uh, I just don't think UEFA have done mm. an awful lot to help I, I can see where you're coming from Mark But I wonder how difficult that is Because all along now I've started to wonder if, if the problem for UEFA is How on earth do they come up with a one size fits all solution Because let's let's go fi- let's go financial You've got a league like the English Premier League With all the multi-millions in it In contrast to, well, to us Or, or, or the, the top league in Moldova or, or whatever So straight away You've got two completely Different scenarios As far as money goes And let's not forget The biggest thing That's underpinning all this The virus How do you compare A situation In Spain Over 200,000 deaths I think it is With say Greece Which is, has got a handful In comparison So It's admirable to, to look for it But how do UEFA Come up with a One size fits all solution When you're dealing With countries That have got Different 
deaths and that different death rates due to the virus and very different financial pictures? Well, I think obviously playing, playing games behind closed doors and it's probably be January, February, March next year at the earliest before there'll be a crowd in any stadium anywhere in Europe, uh, regardless of the situation in that, that country at present. Uh, you know, the, the virus will be with us, so we can't have large gatherings of crowds. So behind closed doors will be the only option. Possibly until we get a vaccine, whenever that may be. I, I I should, let me let me just correct myself first. Though that was cases. I said I think I maybe slipped. Yeah, it's not over that, that was uh, cases. Um, yeah, but certainly you're you're right. I don't think there is a one size fits all solution. And I think ideally, what UEFA will do, and we'll be a lot clearer in forty eight hours time by the end of this week. But I think we'll do. They'll try and kind of set out guidelines for each individual country association to to keep within the parameters of those those guidelines, and they'll hope that. A resolution can be fine for each individual country. Now, if somebody really complains or somebody does something absolutely bizarre that doesn't fit kind of within their their parameters, then they might go and, and do an investigation themselves and get involved. But ideally, they'd be looking for each individual country to come up with a plan, yeah. as you say, that tailors their needs. Because, it, well, obviously, it's understandable why, Jim, we're looking to mm-hmm. England for... Yeah. Comparison because they're our nearest neighbours We yeah. share a government and all the rest of it But in terms of finances and, and, and size of, of league We're miles away mm-hmm. We've now got other examples popping up We know Belgium's done it yeah. The Netherlands last night mm-hmm. um, Declaring no football at mm-hmm. all until the beginning of September yeah. So although the, the, the government and the geography is different You, you wonder if, if those are the leagues that we are most likely to fall yeah. in line with Rather than the English Premier League Yeah, maybe look at them and they'll look at the, the population, the density All these kind of things that they take into consideration But in terms of some of the points Matt raised I, I get some of them, you know, we've said before Listen, the only sponsor we currently have for next year is, is, is Betfred Which is the, the technically the third tournament, if you want mm-hmm. to call it that League Cup But... Listen, there's been huge events cancelled all around the world. So whether it's the golf, whether it's the Open, whether the it's Olympics. The, the Olympics, whether it's the tennis, whether it's moving the the, the the Euros, all these kind of things. So there's there's been huge losses in revenue and income. So I I, I do think that UEFA will have to maybe look at perhaps a U, UEFA um, Cup next year and saying or Europe, whatever it's called, the settled of it. But in terms of um, looking at maybe cancelling one of those type of things, if the season doesn't start to mm. way late. So, to, to, but, but, I but they won't finance. know because that's the way they make their money. Yeah, you know, but, we, we, but accuse, we accuse our, our clubs of voting in self-interest. Mm-hmm. What's why will UEFA not go uh, for their own the self-interest? They, they will have a tournament. The very least mm-hmm. they'll do is just make it a straight knockout without mm-hmm. the group sections. I didn't realise it was so late. Thank yep. you very much, Mark and Clyde Bank. You've still got four to get on this teaser. Let's rattle through them uh, if we can. Marcus Beasley. Yes, well done. I've got uh, Ronald Debo. Yes, well done. Janino. Uh, no. Uh, Tony Cascarino Nope Just a reminder then We're looking for Eight old firm players Who have Ru- three or more goals At major international tournaments Around the world Russell Latipi Nope uh, Hamed Namucci Both Europe now Robbie Keane Yes Well done So One to get Yep Robbie Keane's mm-hmm. got three mm-hmm. uh, You've got Henrik Larsson Claudio Kanija Oleg Salenko Shinsuke Nakamura uh, Demarcus Beasley Robbie Keane And Ronald De Boer You've got one to get uh, Not even a hard one either If I do say so myself Which Craig, Celtic or Rangers? Craig Rangers Bellamy. Rangers um, so Is it? No. Is he Scottish? No No I was going to say McCoy's Ah that's what I was going to say No um, Gaza? No European I mean if you're talking 
Standout Brian Loudrop yeah. Brian Loudrop, Brian Loudrop. Yeah. Brian Loudrop. Yeah. There we go That was nice and easy Thank you to Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy Thanks for all your calls And tweets And for keeping us company On Wednesday's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Remember UEFA Meeting tomorrow To try and bring Some sort of clarity On the way forward We'll tell you All you need to know From 6 o'clock With Mark Wilson And Gordon Diel So please do join us Stephen Mill Is up next The busiest man in the building He's got the 9pm quiz as well So you'll enjoy that one Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com.